Yes, there we go. What is up? What's going on, man? I like that you had the exact same idea as me, which is uh, wear the hoodie. Yeah, always. <laughs> I love it, man. Dude, I, the second I saw this color, I was like, yo, I have to have that hoodie. It's so sick, man. I literally haven't taken it off. I've like, I'm, I refuse. This has been the first hoodie I have. I refuse to put in the dryer because I love the way it fits. I don't want to ruin it. Oh, yeah. Air dry. Yeah, legit <laughs> legitimately how you been bro good man i thought we'd just jump right into it i don't know if i uh yeah. you saw the thing it's, it's just recording straight away but yeah man i'm good good it's been a good uh start to the new year i um i'm doing this like challenge with a couple of friends of mine like my best buddy his wife me and my girlfriend are doing this like cold water exposure for 30 days sweet dude it is brutal what and so you started like Jan one? I'm I'm on no, we started this uh second, I think. I'm on day okay. four. So the third, I guess, was day one. How's that feeling? Dude, it uh it's taken a little bit of experimentation for sure. I yeah. I, I think I got my system down pat. The first couple of days I was like jumping straight into the cold and I was like I legit cannot breathe. I've always had like uh issues focusing on my breath so this is a good exercise for me but uh yeah day three i came up with the idea of warming up first so i did like a half hour of cardio jump in the hottest shower i could handle and then and then jump in and then i did the same thing today and how was that that's different much better dude much better yeah i feel like when i go in hot like my core temperature is way hotter it's like a lot faster for me to regain my breath and then the other thing I've been doing is like a huge exhale through the mouth as I get in. Yeah. And then uh, that makes it a lot easier. And I just watched a video of someone doing it while I was doing my cardio. That's sweet. Yeah, I've, I well, so I got away from it and I noticed a huge difference whenever I was not doing my cold water stuff. So I started renovating the uh, chest freezer. And oh, yeah. Yeah, like, and like we live on a lake here, so you know I I can do it as much as I want, right? But um, in the summer, I really noticed a change. Like, I really noticed a difference. So I was like, I got to get back at it. So I actually went out the other day, and uh, and hopped in, and yeah, it was like, oh yeah, I remember I had to work on my breathing and my you know mindset, and because I was right away, I was like, oh, this is cold. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no doubt, man. I've done it a few times like this is like my first time trying to implement it in terms of like a a daily routine before Mm -hmm. when I've done it. It's always just been like, uh, oh, we should go for a hike to this mountain and jump in the spring kind of thing or like jump in the ocean in, in January or whatever it is. This is like the first time where I've been like, how do I make this like part of a daily routine for at least 30 days? Like, so, (laughs) so it's, it's been like experimentation of like, fill up the bathtub the night before throw in a couple trays of ice kind of thing and i threw in a meat thermometer i got it down to like 42 fahrenheit so it's like five for us like four or five degrees i think yeah and yeah man it uh there's different ways i don't know i guess like 
in Canada, we're lucky because we have yeah. cold ass water. Like we have, <laughs> yeah. you, know, you turn on the cold water tap and it's actually legitimately cold ass water. So you're kind of like, you can jump in a cold shower, cold bathtub, whatever it is. Like, yeah, it's so much ways true. to make it work. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Uh, one of the things that I was reading too was about how, like, if you're doing like strength training and stuff like that is making sure that you do your cold water stuff before. Cause I was kind of doing it. Some of it was like after, like I'd always do it in the mornings, but then whenever I read that and kind of looked into it, I was like, shit. Cause I guess it kind of, uh, it'll stunt the body's, um, uh, protein, like the synthesis to build out the muscle mass. So I was like, okay, well I'll do it before then. So I've been trying to get at it before the workouts more. So that's one thing. If you're training, try to do it before and then you'd, uh, you won't, lose any gains <laughs> yeah yeah i've heard the same thing about hypertrophy uh i always yeah. struggle saying that word yeah but, it's always yeah. a tongue twister <laughs> but uh yeah for, for i try and do the same thing like i do my weight training and, and everything later on in the day i've just been like jump on the bike for 20 minutes do a little bit of cardio get the heart rate up like it, honestly it's like i just want to increase my core temperature mm. and get warm before yeah. i jump in that cold ass water but i'm gonna I'm going to try that tomorrow whenever I go out. I'm going to try to get everything warmed up. I got an echo bike downstairs, so I'll try to get that <clears throat> get that going and then hop in cuz usually I find whenever I first hop in it's I got to jump right into the mindset cuz I'm like oh this is hurting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, dude, I I um I'll, I'll I guess I can kind of like tell a little I'll share a little story. The reason I was like so amped to try it is because like I, I do home renos and I'm doing a renovation for this lady. She's got like a a leak in her deck. And yeah. I, I did work for her like a couple years ago when she's like probably, if I had to guess, maybe early 80s. Yeah. And um when I was working for her before, she had a her husband had like a pretty bad dementia. And so mm -hmm. like it was it was kind of difficult. Like he was always kind of like, Oh, who are these guys in my house? Like, what the hell's going on? And it yeah weird environment so yeah when i came when i came to her in december end of december i was like oh hey how's it going she's like you know it's it's i'm glad you asked because like my life's kind of a mess like you know she tells me her story like her husband had ended up having a stroke as well and then he's in permanent care now and she's going through all this stuff and she like this all happened over the holidays and so like i'm working on her place i'm like okay i'm just trying to try and make her life a little bit better like this is so so i i'm talking with her all the time and she's like yeah i'm going down for a swim she lives like right on the beach in, in vancouver yeah like right by kitts beach and she's like in her 80s and she goes down and swims in the water right now like beginning of january oh. and I, yeah 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 i'm like what why like just out of curiosity like why do you do this like what's going on and she's like well you know like when i go out in the ocean and i can feel like my breath get taken away like it just brings me into a meditative state where i'm not thinking about like all my life's problems i'm not thinking about those things like it's just me in the ocean water and i'm like dude that is the coolest most yeah. spiritual <laughs> way to look at life like how yeah. like it, it's crazy when you hear about the things people go through yeah, and, and the, and the way that they've chosen to overcome it. Yeah. And like some things work for some people and some things just don't. Right. Like, um, I know that's why I started with the cold water was I was like, 
like I know my psych was like hey you know you should try work on mindfulness and I was like do I seem like somebody that can work at mindfulness like this is <laughs> this is hard for, for me right so and then uh so she's like okay well like what about like just being in the moment and this and that and I'm like oh boy so but then I was like like I told you last time we chatted like once I tried doing the cold water you you have to control your your body and just kind of like it's weird but you kind of got to like be in the moment but kind of like you kind of put yourself somewhere else which is crazy that you can do that um and that's why like me and my uh, girlfriend why we got into running so much is it's almost like our like our exercise therapy now like I kind of took a little bit of a break from the weight training and just been doing a lot of running and then just weight training to supplement it but or to complement it but um yeah it's like the same thing I went for a run today for like an hour I couldn't feel my hands whenever I started and then but by the time I was done all smiles I'm like this is the best right like it was just all the endorphin everything releasing I'm just like man I am vibing great right now <laughs> yeah yeah there's so something how people work with that right yeah yeah absolutely man it's I, it's it's weird to me as well when i think about like i'm sure you're pretty similar to me in that we naturally have like certain ways that we gravitate towards like uh you know it's not difficult to find yourself like when you're feeling angry or upset for for you and i probably to be like channeling that mode into like motivation for a workout like yeah. naturally we're like okay i i know i can exhaust myself a certain way and uh it's cool to explore the unnatural ways of decompressing like for me going for a workout is like that's that's like my bread and butter when i'm like oh i want to feel better you know yeah but like sitting down and journaling or going through something like cold water like cold is my enemy dude i'm the worst <laughs> canadian ever so like i am the biggest bitch when it comes to that stuff <laughs> like i'm i'm all yeah, it's nuts. If you get in my truck, dude, you're like, this is a sauna. Cause I'm like, I want to wear a t-shirt, dude. I want 40 degree weather. Yeah. So, so it's, it's cool to like explore the unnatural of like, this is my kryptonite and I want to just like venture off into the woods for a bit with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's sick, man. You'll have to keep me posted on how you're liking it. Cause I, I've, anybody I've talked to that has started to do it or try it they're they love it like it's crazy the response and then some people are like no it's not happening I'm like okay well we'll try something else <laughs> so but uh yeah it's it's been yeah I have a few clients now that are actually doing it and they they love it right like even just cold showers right like not everybody's you know fortunate to live right by a water waterway but um yeah like just get in a cold shower is is great too right so um yeah that's awesome it's 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 awesome that you're doing it that's cool yeah man i'm excited to see what how because instantly when my it was not my idea when my friends were like yo we should do this i was like that is the thing i'd probably be the least stoked to do like i'll do anything else like if you yeah. want me to read a uh law textbook i'd rather do that like dude like <laughs> literally anything else and like and I, grew, I was like this is why i should do it yeah <laughs> yeah it's funny because a bunch of like my friend you know childhood friends growing up and stuff they know how much i don't like the cold too um so they're like what are you doing and i was telling them about going in the water they're like but why like they're like this makes no sense because they knew me growing up 
Like I lived a little community. Uh, actually, it was where Stomp and Tom Connors grew up, like Skinner's Pond. Super, like, like 10 people live here, man. Like it was a small community, right? And uh, so, yeah. So growing up, everybody had skidoos and whatever, but we would always get that north wind off of the water. And it was just bone chilling. Like you had to wait for the plow to go by so you could go get anything. Like it was if it was a storm. So then I just, I hated winter <laughs> other than going to the rink to play hockey. I was like, it's cold. I'm staying inside where it's warm. Like, so it's definitely a, you know, complete 180 now. Cause I'm like, Oh, wicked. It's a nice day to go out in the water. And you know, like, it's just different. Right. Yeah. It's absolutely different. I, I don't know. There's something about it too. Like, cause there's so many times when I'm at work and I'm working outside. It's cold. Like there's so many times when, yeah, I grew up playing rugby and hockey and being out in the rain and in the mud and you're cold, you're shivering, but then you're still playing sports. Like, yeah, there's something about it now, like as an adult having like no reason to do it. You're like, there's literally, <laughs> that's the thought that I had when I was sitting at it today is like, there's literally no reason for me to do this. Like there's literally in my life, if you were to like map out my whole life and show someone, explain it, they'd be like, okay, most of this makes sense. Why this part? Like, what, <laughs> yeah. what's, what's that all about? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's so true. <laughs> I remember whenever I was younger, <clears throat> there was three or four of us. And like I said, small town. And we were like, we should bike across BEI, like on our bicycles. And then three, I think it was four of us were going to do it. And then slowly, bit by bit, everybody started backing out. And then I remember I was 16 and I had a CCM dual shock with no lockouts. Um, and it was a, like, there was a lot of rust on that thing. And I was like, I'm doing it. And they're like, you're still going? And I'm like, yeah. So I ended up going tip to tip on the, I think it was like 190 some kilometers, but I ended up, my dad was like my, my like uh, replenishment. So like, this is, you know, even pre GPS, like we had like a Garmin GPS and we had the old map and I try to figure out when I was going to meet them on the it's Confederation trail, they call it. So it goes right from one tip to the other. And uh, yeah, so I ended up doing it and they were like, ah, bitch, you can't do it again. And I was like, all right, well, watch me. So then <laughs> I ended up doing it three times in one month. Cause I was like, what do you mean? I can't do it again. I just did it last week. And they're like, yeah, you can't do it again. I'm like, okay so then i went again and then i was like well for an extra you know kiss my ears i did it a third time <laughs> but it was a blast but even then like i was only 16 but it was such a good experience for that mind over matter kind of thing right like just being like yeah it's just me and the bike and eventually i'm gonna meet pops along the way but you just gotta get through it right and hope that we don't have a blowout because i don't got a patch kit <laughs> so <laughs> that's hilarious man yeah, but it was wicked. I did you ever have a blowout or anything like that? Uh, no, we lucked out. My buddy actually once came with me, and we we had, we got. Uh, he was a riot, so he would just tell jokes the whole time. Like he, the guy was like, like an encyclopedia of jokes, man. He was just just one after another, and uh, I think we were only about five hours in, and all of a sudden, just boom, he hit a little rock, and he had this bald ass tires that he showed up with. And the rock just punctured it and it just like bang. And I'm like, great. Now we got to walk 20 K to the next friggin' road here. So yeah. So we ended up having to do it again once he got a new tire, but yeah, it was fun. <laughs> oh man. 
That's yeah. crazy. I've never done anything like endurance sport. Like I've done uh, just a marathon and a couple yeah. half marathons, but nothing that's like that long. Like that's so crazy, man. Yeah, it was wicked. What? How did you find? Like we're training now for an ultra, like, and I've only ever run a ten k. So what? How did you like the? Whenever, like, did you do much training before the marathon, or how did you like it? Um, I do. The thing was, is I was, I was at a point where I was running like probably six, seven K a day mm -hmm. and, uh, I could do a 10 K in about like 55, 50 minutes was like my comfortable pace. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, okay. I'm, I can run a 10 K so I could do that four times. Like that's pretty, <laughs> that was the training that I had was just like daily running. And yeah. then I was like, yeah, I'll just do it. And I just woke up and then I did it. It was pretty wild though, man. The the amount of times where there was just like so many unexpected like road bumps along the way. <laughs> like you expect you're like, "Oh, I'll probably get hungry. Oh, I'll probably get thirsty. Oh, I'll probably do this." You don't think like, you know, when I wake up at five o'clock and I go to just run a marathon by myself with, with my Strava app or whatever, it's like you don't think about like Oh, I have to shit. Oh, I have to, you <laughs> yeah. know, like I have to do this. I have to do like what? What am I gonna do? I've ran ten kilometers away from my house already. Like what? <laughs> yeah. The... So yeah. there was a lot of things like that, dude. If you heard me in the shower after all the running, dude, my ass was so chafed. It was like <laughs> there was so many things, and I had talked to people that do like marathons and ultras. And they never warned me about things like that. They never told me. So like, dude, the one thing I can say is like, make sure you like lube up that ass, like <laughs> inner thighs, like whatever areas you think might chafe they're They will. And yeah. more, like, and uh, plan your bathroom spots, man. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, every now and then that happens where you're like, nah, I'm good for the run. And then you're like, nope we're not making it <laughs> no, dude. and and it's like i don't know about you but like for me it i think it took me like f almost like five hours to, and like i want to say 20 minutes yeah and um like yeah dude i don't know like you you're like you just don't think about going to the bathroom until <laughs> like two hours in and then you're like oh this sucks this is <laughs> yeah. Hopefully this neighbor doesn't turn their lights on. No, push, <laughs> man. Like I don't know what else to do. Yeah, I remember we did a uh, well. Whenever me and my partner we did tip to tip on our gravel bikes, um, and I was, you know, I was like, oh yeah. Whenever I did this as a kid, blah blah blah. Like this is what we did, and but we had never really done taking into effect or taking into account the road because we were kind of doing both. Anyways, so we went and we took the trail. So we left from this small, like the very tip of Northern PEI called North Cape. You can see the tip from my, my homestead. And uh, so we left from there and then we were trying to make it to this little city. It's like, I forget how many people are in there now, 20,000 maybe. And we were trying to get there before nightfall. And we were like, well, if we're camping, let's try and guess uh let's go out to it's called twin shores it's this nice little campground we're like yeah we'll try to get there it's just outside summerside um, by car so <laughs> so so i did you know like pretty easy going so i was like oh, yeah whatever we'll be good so we're going and going and then we wanted to have a little pit stop because they have this thing in pei called burger week so every brewery restaurant spots 
dairy bars have this burger and then they get tested for who's the best one. So we're like, well, let's go over to, uh, ah, oh, fuck. What was it? Not Lone Oak. That's a different one. Moth Lane, Moth Lane Bruin. It's a super cool spot. It's like buddy's backyard basically. And, uh, we're like, yeah, let's go have their burger and a beer. So we're there hanging out. It's like probably three o'clock in the evening, four o'clock. And Chris, <laughs> my partner's like, uh we still got 60k left and i'm like come again and she's like yeah no we have a long ways left i'm like this is gonna suck so we we take off we get there just before sunset and normally whenever you're biking it's the same thing you wear you put this stuff on the old skid plate called uh chamois cream and that way you don't get the old chafing right so yeah i didn't uh didn't do that and then I was a genius and I wore compression shorts because that's what a smart person would do, you know, underneath uh, padded shorts. Athletic so move. Was, that's an athletic uh, move. It was a genius move and it was very shower sucked. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I learned my lesson from now on. If any time I go, I'm like, nope, we're not wearing boxers under these things today because... It was a learning lesson. I think it was 160 some kilometers we ended up doing in that day. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was a little chalk it up to experience. <laughs> Dude, that's nuts. Chamois that cream, your friend. <laughs> Good old chamois cream. <laughs> yeah. I remember at the bike shop I went to, they were like, um, I was saying about like, you know, can like whenever you're like you know, uncomfortable in the saddle and stuff and he's like oh yeah saddle sores i'm like what the hell's a saddle sore he's like exactly what you're talking about and i was like oh he's like you use this and i'm like what the hell's a chamois and he's like no it's chamois cream he said you, you put it down there and it helps and i'm like okay and i'm like like on the skid plate like right like right there and he's right like, in the forbidden valley <laughs> that's what he said he goes yeah you'll appreciate it i'm like all right <laughs> forbidden valley yeah exactly <laughs> and a little bit extra around the outsides too man why not <laughs> yeah yeah so no that's good man that's yeah good times you know chalk it up to experience right oh man absolutely it's crazy that you didn't even have a blowout dude i used to do this 20k loop around my neighborhood here and uh dude i had so many times where i, I had like blowouts that i knew bushes i could chuck my bike in yeah. And then drive back with my truck and go and get it. Cause I got so tired of walking my bike back home. Like I would throw it on my shoulder and just jog. And then I was like, dude, fuck this. I just, <laughs> <it up push." laughs> yeah, we've been fortunate. Anytime we went knock on friggin' knock on wood, we haven't had any real blowouts. The only thing was a derailleur jammed up on, uh, on her. And I tried to jimmy it up, but I think I just broke it more. So we ended up getting it to a bike, limping it to a bike shop, but she could only stay in her upper cogs. So like she's a machine. So every hill she was in her upper gears and I'm in like the lowest gear, just like love and life. And she's just cranking through the big gears trying to get up this hill. <laughs> so like you got one gear go. Yeah. yeah. It was a legit. Yeah. A single gear bike. <laughs> That's nuts, man. So, yeah. I, so dude, like, yeah, now that we're in 2024, do you have like other, like you you said you're training for an ultra? Yeah. So it was kind of like, uh, basically what happened, like after I was injured and stuff and I couldn't really, you know, walk other than my big old club foot, I was like, you know, I really appreciated being able to go for runs once I was able to, and like kind of the progression of like 
being able to put pressure on the front of my foot and then learning about like, I remember whenever they said like, I broke my third metatarsal, I'm like, what's a metatarsal? And they're like, well, it's like your finger bones. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So like, then I ended up just really digging deep. Right. Cause like, uh, where, you know, uh, Kristen's a physiotherapist. She was like, well, you know, you got to retrain your tendons in your feet and this and that. Right. Cause I had all the little speed bumps along the way. So then I just started running a lot because it was helping me, I started hiking with the, with the pugs to get me outside. And then I just started jogging and then I started jogging a little further and a little further. And then I was like, I'm like feeling really good whenever I get back from these runs. So I just, just started just digging deep and I'm like, all right, like let's, let's do a run. So there's a, uh, the local gym here, one of the members had done, it's like a backyard ultra. So it's like 6.75 or 6.78 kilometers every hour on the hour till the last man's done so she did it and i was like sweet all right that seems wicked because a bunch of people had went to kind of cheer her on i'm like that seems awesome so then i was like yeah let's do that so so then we just started kind of digging on like seeing like research of like actual like ultra marathon runners and we did like a spartan race and absolutely loved it so then we just started like just running <laughs> and just building up basically like I don't work the way I built out the template now is like I don't work on like distances I work on time domains and gradually building it over a certain time domain every week and then every four weeks we retest and then see what the progress is and then we only really progress the client if they're um, if they're able to kind of meet that same same number um, cause a lot of them right shift work or, or just maybe they're doing a cycle of training too. And I don't want to burn them out. So, so yeah, I just started, ended up doing that and I'm just loving it. So that's crazy, dude. I've always toyed with the idea of like, oh, I want to do something else again, but yeah. I, I find like I, now that mentally I know that it, it and it's so cliche that a lot of it is like such a mental game. Yeah. Of like just being able to push through not even just like the physical pain because that's kind of like normal as an athlete to deal with yeah but like the boredom of like i'm three hours in and yeah. I'm fucking <laughs> bored of this audiobook or this podcast or david goggins yelling in my ear like yeah. you know, i'm fucking bored dude i don't want to do this anymore like those types of thoughts like yeah i have a buddy who runs ultras and he uh he's been doing his last couple without headphones now just to like explore that yeah it was funny actually we were listening uh we were just watching on youtube the old went down the youtube rabbit hole and uh, found this gal i forget her name now but she was a crossfitter and she ended up getting into running and then um, she ended up doing this ultra and she was saying that on one of her runs, uh, she would, she was running and she thought that there was a bus and somebody was outside the bus waving to her or something like that. Then she realized she was in the woods and there was no roads nearby. So she was just hallucinating. And she's like, oh, this is what it's like. And that was like her first experience. She was like, there's no bus and no road. Like I'm hallucinating this. So um, and there's been like lots of endurance athletes talk about it where they're kind of, they're so drained and exhausted and sleep deprived that they're just like seeing shit in the woods, which is like crazy. Yeah, I did it, dude. It's kind of funny. Cause I did it in, uh, there's a, 
like a city that it's right outside. It's just south of Vancouver. It's where the airport is. It's called Richmond. And there's oh, yeah. like a downtown core. And yeah. then right on like kind of the southwest point of it is this place called Steveston, which is like a little fishing port, like a little fishing town. Yeah. And it's it's like such a beautiful place. There's like a beach you can run along and, and everything like that. So I was doing my loop for the marathon. Yeah between like the downtown core of the city and there. So it was like such a huge contrast so many yeah. times where <laughs> yeah. I'm like in the downtown core. And it's like, I started at 5am. So like, I was like, it's like seven o'clock, six, six, seven o'clock when I'm a couple hours in and there's like somebody drunk the night before getting arrested <laughs> around the corner. Like there's like, like what the fuck is happening? And then like, 45 minutes later i'm running on a beach watching the sunrise <laughs> such yeah. a cool experience man i'll never forget that day it was like uh i think christmas eve two years ago and wow. i still think about it man because it was like again it was like you don't have to be doing this like it's christmas eve like what the <laughs> fuck are you doing at five o'clock in the morning like, yeah was it during like COVID times or was it just like out of the blue you were just like i'm gonna do it yeah, it must have been because it was two years ago. So 2020, oh, yeah. 2021, something yeah. like that. Still so, yeah, going on. That's wicked. Because I know there was a lot of people were doing stuff like, you know, indoor treadmill runs and like running groups started online and like, you know, Strava and all that stuff started taking off big time. So, oh, yeah. And for me, it was just like I just wanted to do it just to be able to brag to my friends of like <laughs> I did it in the snow. It was like so shitty like every step you're like i might slip you're like, yeah. like this. <laughs> yeah. such a fun experience dude that was one of the craziest uh like fitness experiences i've i've had for yeah, sure cool. i know i'll definitely have to get into doing more and more like longer runs like right now i think she's at 350 some minutes a week um but i forget now like right now i'm only at because I restarted my cycle because I had missed like a couple of weeks just over the holidays and onboarding clients and stuff. So I was like, well, I guess we'll restart the restart the progressions again. So, um, but yeah, she's up to like, like today, I think she went 98 minutes or something like that. And, but she said the same thing because she went up to where we usually go mountain biking and she's like, it was a gong show. She said, I was like cursing out loud, yelling at this frigging ground because it was uh we got a fresh snow cover and then all the ice underneath from the packed in mountain bike trail. So she said it was just a gong show. Like, she's like, I don't know how I made it. I'm like, why would you pick there of all places? <laughs> when I, when I first started trying to get like a, a better, like when I finished my gym bro phase and started doing more cardio, yeah. I couldn't run because I was like smoking all the time and shit. And so yeah. I had to start by biking. Yeah. And the, the first winter rolled around and I was still like biking all the time and the first snowfall hits and I never clued in cause I had never done it like cardio outside or at all. So I was yeah. just like, I'm going to go for a bike ride. And the first corner I took, I fucking slammed so hard on my shoulder. I'm like, this sucks. Are you kidding me? It's the worst idea ever. Such a brutal. So with, um, how, how are you managing? Cause you're, so you're training and you're back yeah. on duty as well. Yeah. And um, how are you managing training, being on duty and like training other people? Like, how is that all? It's working? good. 
it's definitely a, like a learning curve, but it's been good. But the, that's kind of where I kind of fell off on my training. And then I was like, oh, crap. Like, like I started to notice, right? Like I wasn't getting that. Uh, like I was starting to feel a little burnt out, but I caught it pretty early. Um, but yeah, it's great. Um, now I got a sweet system going that, you know, I coach every at the local CrossFit gym. I coach every Monday and Friday mornings. Then I, as soon as the last class is done, I get out of the sweats and right into my work gear and then off to work I go. And then, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays are usually either like a running morning or I'll program for a couple hours as soon as I wake up. And then Wednesday mornings, usually like a full rest day in the morning. And then I'll just do like some accessory training in the evening. So I think it's, it's busy, but it's good. Um, the only I've, I've been getting better at uh, programming ahead a lot more and then kind of monitoring as we go, as opposed to having to cram out a client six week cycle on like eight or nine o'clock in the evening. And I got to get up at 5am to coach, you know, so that's the biggest thing. And, and, the fact that sleep is so important for your recovery and your mental health, like making that's where I've been prioritizing a big time. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good. It's a, it was a learning curve at the start and it's definitely been taken off. Like it's, it's, I'm getting a lot of clients and it's busy and I'm loving it. Uh, but yeah, it was a learning curve for a bit. Cause as soon as I started back, right. And then you're out on the road and then you're getting called in for overtime and you're just like, what the hell the hell am I going to do this now? So, but it's good. Yeah. Do you, do you ever struggle with or like get the feeling of like, like I, I find myself all the time being like, I feel like I'm super fucking busy, but I'm not being productive. Yeah. I'm just so, doing shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I ended up like just getting like a legit chalkboard that I just got right up in on the backside of the screen there. And I just write stuff right down, like, you know, uh, like the client priorities and stuff. And then I got, you can kind of see half of it over here, but I went out the other day and got like a five or four foot like whiteboard. And I just like hammer out because what would happen is <clears throat> I'd be on my computer and I'd be programmed for somebody. And then I get a message from someone else and then I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, I'll go do that for them. And then, oh, I'll go do that. And, oh, this would be a good post. And, oh, what about my nutrition? And then I'm just, and then I'm like, where was I at at the start? So now what I do is I go over there. I'll crush out a client's full cycle for the six weeks. And then I can come here, program it out. And I got it all over there for the full, um, to be able to jam it into their into their cycle. So I definitely have built out some systems through trial and error. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good. Time management is definitely getting better. <laughs> I wish I could, uh, turn my screen around and show you, I've got like really similar setup. Actually, it's funny. <laughs> yeah. I've, got a, I've got a whiteboard that I can like see right from my computer here. And I just, every single morning, write out like five to six things. It's like, if you take care of these things, <laughs> whatever happens, it's not a failure of a day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. And I think I've, and you know, where I have to be so switched on at work on duty. Um, it, it's, it's, it's good. Like I, you know, I, and this is like a nice release whenever I get home and in the mornings, like it kind of distracts me from the stressors of the job, which is wicked. Um, and then you can kind of leave work at work cause you got something to distract you whenever you get, get out to. Right. And then you see the client's progress, like, and it's just wicked, right. To see them. So doing well. So yeah. Time management's uh, they don't teach that in school. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
I feel like they maybe try, but yeah, yeah. I don't think it sticks. I I feel like it's <laughs> yeah. difficult to uh to teach like uh young people those mm. it's such a weird system that we have because i feel like as adults is when we're like okay i need to learn now i want to learn things yeah and then, as kids we're like i need to try shit yeah <laughs> <Do> things <laughs> like i just want to do things i don't want to learn i want to yeah. do yeah it's so true yeah <laughs> what a weird system man that's how my brain works but um Dude, so you've been, you said six months ago you got back on duty? Yeah, yeah, I think I started cycling back. I guess it'd be what now? Well, we're in January. So it'd be yeah, fall, like September. So yeah, it's been good. How has that been, man? It's been good. Like, it's like anything, right? Like, you know, you have these little speed bumps along the way, but as I find now, I've been getting better and better at, you know, with the, uh, you know, the as a result of the incident and stuff you know, being like, yeah, you know what, I'm, I'm elevated today, or I'm like, I'm feeling like I need a minute and, and kind of recognizing that and being like, it's all right. Like, I know this is something I'll have to deal with for my life. And, but making sure that I can mitigate the risks, right. Like cutting down alcohol, like I barely drink, um, and maximizing my sleep, uh, making sure I'm getting my food. Cause I get hangry as old hell. So, you know, <laughs> so just kind of like mitigating the risks uh, or like the stressors to the body so that it can kind of process the day. And, and with this line of work too, right? Like with policing and first responders, there's so much like uh, of the anxiety of just like hearing the radios, like, oh, what's this call? Here we go again. Or, you know, if you're at a fire station and you get the call to a structure fire and you're just like, oh, here we go. Right. So mitigating the stressors to your body. Um, that's what I found has been really helpful. I've noticed the progress a lot from that. Yeah, and being, man. being, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, but like not forgiving to yourself, but being like, yeah, like I had a shitty day today. Like it's good. We'll sleep it. And we'll get back at it tomorrow. Like it's all good. Right. Kind of keeping that pushing mindset. Like that's kind of where that whole, uh, one more step came from was, like just just keep moving just keep progressing like and not everyone's you're gonna have some speed bumps but we'll get there right yeah man it's tough to deal with that kind of like uh like the guilt from the pressure that we put on ourselves dude i feel that all the time dude like yeah. i feel it in weird situations too like just like even like if i like sleep in when i'm like oh shit i knew i was supposed to wake up and do this thing and now i gotta make up time yeah. Now my whole day is thrown off because my mornings got messed up. Like whatever it is. And dude, even little things like that can be like, I feel like shit for like a day or two. Uh, Cause I'm like, Oh, I messed up on this commitment that I made. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I had like, like I was noticing I was trying to do too much and not getting the other stuff done. So I was like, all right, I gotta like, that's where the, like kind of the same with you, right? Get those. I got to get these things done and I got to use like some sort of calendar system that I can sync between devices because I had multiple calendars and I was like, it's not working. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's been good though. Like it's good to get back and, you know, it was always what I wanted to do my whole life. So I'm glad I didn't uh, throw in the towel and get back at it. So yeah. yeah, it's, that's huge, man. It's huge because I feel like there's been 
most things in my life, whenever I feel like a, a like that resistance, I'm like, fuck this. Maybe this isn't what I'm supposed to do. Like I, this, obviously, if it was what I was supposed to do, it should come naturally. Like, yeah, I, there's so many times where I've had that conversation in my head. Yeah, it's it's, it's even like coming back is like a huge thing where it's like uh i don't know what i'm trying to say but other than i commend you man like that's fucking uh, sick that's what i that's what i try to yeah. say it's like that's a huge like accomplishment just to have the mindset of like i'm not fucking giving this up yeah yeah and i think like yeah like you know being like yeah like look you know you're gonna have shitty days but then looking back to like all right like think back to the time that i was downstairs whenever it was plus 30 some out and people were hanging out at the lake and I was downstairs didn't want to get off the couch right like you know being appreciative of like hey I've come this far like I just got to keep making little steps along the way and we'll get there right so you know I think anybody can can do that right if anybody's kind of having like shitty days happen um but just kind of like all right let's fucking push on we got this right so yeah has there been like a, a certain aspect to the job that you found like uh, um to be like more difficult or anything like that? Like there's like, yeah. I would say probably I'd say just kind of like the cumulative stress of the gig is hard. Right. So I'm fortunate now I'm in like a kind of a plainclothes position. So I'm not on patrol right now, which is nice because there's that cumulative stress is huge on patrol. Um, so I've been fortunate that way. The unit I'm in now, we're um, just a different different unit, which is great. Um, and I like that a lot because I kind of you kind of know it. Like every now and then, there's a curveball, but for the most part, you're like, yeah, we're gonna go do surveillance on this. We're gonna go do this or that, and you know, it's a little more analytical, which is wicked. Um, but yeah, it's been. I'd say it's just the culture today has been is you know a lot of officers i find are struggling with that right like the the respect factor and you know painting everybody with the same brush and all that stuff i find that's kind of that's been draining on the on the career but at the same time it, it is what it is and you just kind of take it on the take it on the shoulder or down the chin and keep moving on right so do you mean like the way that people like you when you say respect factor, you mean like the way that people think of cops or the way that cops yeah. think of other people or I would say, yeah, because like whenever I grew up, right, my father was a Mountie for fuck 32 years. Right. And then, you know, a lot's changed since when he started in 72. And uh, so, you know, I think like I've seen the change myself um, through growing up and then now being in the in the career. And yeah, I think it's it's changed, but it's it is what it is right it, you know i think it'll it'll come back but not not taking it personally i think has been a, a big thing a big step as opposed to kind of being like oh they hate me it's like no they had a bad experience and now they're right now they're thinking that i'm gonna do that too and kind of breaking down that that wall right like i'm not just police i'm my name's Devin. like hey <laughs> like <laughs> right yeah, yeah. yeah this is a shitty situation we're in together here but I don't want to, you know, I got to be here and I'm trying to help you, you know? So it's, it, that seems to have helped a lot. Yeah. Do they have a local police or just RCMP where you are? There's uh so I'm with the local department. So I'm with uh, the local department and then RCMP are, are in the uh, kind of in the County and in the province. And yeah. is there, is there a different, um, you know, like kind of, I, well, I'll say this cause I feel like, and this is just kind of my anecdotal experience 
I've always had really good experiences with VPD. And yeah. then I've had, I've also had good experiences with RCMP as well, but I've, I know that the general feel around Vancouver is like VPD is kind of like not more chill, but more like they kind of, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's kind of like a better, like you'd rather be arrested by a VPD. You'd rather not be arrested, <laughs> but like you'd rather there. And there's many reasons. Like there's a lot of, I remember like the mayor when I was in high school basically said to VPD, like, I don't want to see the courts clogged with like weed charges. So even though it wasn't like federally illegal, he's like, there's so much drugs in Vancouver that like, I just don't want to clog the system with that. So like they were kind of more lenient with things that were like, nah, I don't know how to explain it because they still upheld the law. Like they still stopped us as teenagers, but like it was kind of like a more like, as if like your neighbor was like kind of grabbing you by the shoulder and like, all right, buddy, this is like the point where you can stop before it gets ugly. Like it's kind of like one of those as opposed to like, I don't know. Is there a kind of similar feel around where you were at or not say shit about RCMP or. Yeah. Definitely not going to, but no, I got in, in the unit I'm in now is integrated and like, I don't have anything bad to say about them. I just with us, right. It's like, we're a small department. So like people see us and they're like, oh, like you're going to see the people you deal with lots of times in your career. So as opposed to kind of rotating in and out. Right. So it was a little different where I grew up because it was a lot of the same guys kind of stayed there and like, you know, moved into the area and lived there for years. So you kind of got to know them anyways. There wasn't a lot of rotation of the RCMP. Um, but yeah, I, it's it's funny because like now you know, that I've been in the career for, you know, over a decade now, you, you get guys that are like, Oh, fine. All right. You know, cause it's, cause it's you, or it's, you hear it all the time. Like, all right, I'll come out, but it's because of you and not because I have to like, you know what I mean? So you hear that, you hear that at calls too, which is funny. And it also goes the other way too, right? If you have a bad experience, you're probably going to see the guy again. So, you know, I think it just, uh, maybe that's kind of with the municipality side of it. You kind of, you know, you're going to run into the guys again, let alone at the grocery store, whenever you got to go get a loaf of bread, you know? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Cause I used to, I don't know if I told you, I used to work at a gym and it was above RCMP place. Like, oh really? Where the, yeah. So we had a lot of cops training at our gym Sweet. and obviously like gyms bring in a big variety of people. So there's obviously other people that are like kind of criminals and gangsters, whatever, come into the train at this gym and uh, it was always funny because we had we actually had police discounts and police like parking yeah and they like wouldn't use them because they like yeah. didn't <laughs> i don't dude i want to just like come in baseball cap hood on like yeah I mean, i'm not trying to let anyone know what i do like oh yeah yeah you find that a lot amongst police they're like you know you're out somewhere and yeah what do you do for a job I'm like mm, insurance broker like you know like <laughs> Heavy equipment operator, like pick a career, but uh, not a lot of us say we're police whenever we're out on the go. <laughs> yeah, man, it is. It is kind of a. It, it's a sad place that when when um people don't like value that because it's like uh, for me, I've always I always ask my buddies, it's like, what's the alternative? You're gonna yeah. beg. You're gonna beg someone to not rob you, or yeah. <laughs> like you're gonna. Like, what's the alternative? Are you a militia? Like, do you yeah. have the, that capability? Yeah. No, it's it's good. RTF's been a good, like, kind of distraction. And also, like, 
you know, some of the clients that I have now are training for the Academy. So it's nice. Like, you know, they're just, they got that, they're grin, shit eating grin from ear to ear. They're just stoked. They got in. Right. And I'm like, all right, here we go. And you kind of putting them through the paces with some of the online programming and stuff. And um, so it's nice to see that, like, you know, I remember whenever I was kind of getting crusty in my career and stuff and you know, like, fuck, I got to train this new guy, like oh crap, here we go. Right. But at the same time there's such a breath of fresh air in a department like they're so st- they're like oh well, let's go to that call and i'm like oh man, there's me so much paperwork after this call like why do we have to take this one right <laughs> but they're just it's crazy like we have a lot we had a lot of turnover uh recently and it was with the new guys and girls they're uh they're just yeah it's been good um so yeah definitely trying to take a different uh spin on it and it's not like you know, the old term, the FNG, like the fucking new guy, like, you know, <laughs> so trying to be different with that. And it's been good. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, it's cool when you get to, when you, when you find someone that like, uh, if you've developed a skill or you have like kind of a, a job like that, and then you find someone that wants to do it and you're like, yeah. wants to learn. And you're like, dude, this is sick. Like I've been trying to convince people to do this. <laughs> you want to do this like yeah let's go <laughs> yeah exactly yeah it's uh it's definitely been in- interesting right and i think that's where like and even you know some of my coworkers to a degree right they're like seeing what i've you know kind of built with rtf and it's still so new right but whenever they see the progress and they can kind of see the you know, after six weeks, somebody makes such a percent increase in a certain lift and they're like, what the fuck? Like there is a method to this. Right. So, um, and kind of just, it's been really good for my career or for, for myself too. Just whenever you're like, you're out on surveillance, let's say, and you're sitting staring at a tree for friggin' five hours and you're just like, and well, you know, how the hell am I going to stretch and you get out and your back's all stiff and your SI's locked up like there's no tomorrow and your hamstrings don't even move. And you're like, all right, I got to figure out some mobility shit because I can't be doing this every day. Right. So that's been interesting, too. Yeah, man. I'd never really think of that. You only ever, I always thought that those types of things were just for movies, like dudes chilling in the car with maybe like some screens in the back of a van. Yeah. Type of <laughs> yeah. Talking yeah. to yeah. someone. I don't know. Like, <laughs> There's always so many sunflowers you can eat, sunflower seeds you can eat, or you're just like, man, I got to stretch here. So, yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> How, like, I, it's, it's so weird as well, or kind of maybe not weird, but it's, uh, interesting to think about like kind of uh purpose and, and those types of things that we can use as like a driving force would you would you say that you've kind of found your purpose and did you yeah. like do you think that you stumbled upon it or that you always knew it or i think like it's that was the, one of the biggest things i found and i remember saying that to my uh to my support system whenever i was getting trying to get better was i was like i don't have a purpose right now like i don't want to i don't I can't go back to my job. I don't know if I can, like, what's, what am I going to do? And so I lost that purpose and that was everything I ever wanted. So then it was almost like it, it, you know, once I found like RTF and I found how fitness and changing some lifestyle stuff and kind of going for that overall deep health, it just was like, it was like just opened up another part of my brain and I would just wanted to learn more. And I wanted to, like, I study whenever I'm not programming for clients or I'm not at work, I'm just like hammering into books. And 
I definitely think this has been my new purpose. Um, and you know, like I love, I still love the job. Um, but this is like a passion now, as opposed to before where it was like, yeah, I'll go train so that I can survive in a fight. Now it's like, yeah, like this is, I love this. So yeah, it's definitely given me a new purpose and a new kind of goal with life for sure. Do you, do you think you would have found this, uh, this, uh, purpose if you had not had like the, the accident and the, the issues that you've kind of had to overcome mentally and physically? I don't think, you know what, maybe, but probably not. Uh, cause you know, it was, things are going pretty good, but like, I never seen how far you can go down the, down like the mental health road. Um, and how far you can get struggling. Like, I never really thought that that would be me. Um, and then, so yeah, I don't think I would have really been like, all right, I'm doubling down on getting myself better if, if it wouldn't have been for this. Right. So I think that that incident was kind of like the catalyst, right. Where it was like, all right, like your, your mind's clicked that your, your body's broken. Like you got to get better or you're going to be keep spiraling. Right. So and it wouldn't have happened if it wouldn't have been for the support system that I had for sure. That was so good. Um, and the, you know, my partner's calling me Eeyore and saying, get the fuck off the couch. Right. So that was, uh, that was big. Right. Like, but yeah, no, I don't think it would have happened if it wouldn't have been for that incident, which is kind of like ironic, right? Like it's something that you wish never happened, but then at the same time, you're like, fuck, like, would I be here now doing this if it wasn't for it? Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man it's it's so weird to think that we just kind of like wander through life until there's something that we notice like and and it's kind of like the whole like superhero versus villain like it's kind of like something bad happens to them and then they decide they don't want that to happen to other people or they yeah. feel like everyone should feel that like yeah. that thing yeah and uh it's weird that we just i think about myself before i kind of discovered even what purpose was. And I, yeah. I'm like, that's like, I'm just wandering. Like I'm just yeah. wandering through life and then this, whatever happens. And then it's like, okay, I have a purpose now. Like, it's yeah. so weird to think about, like, it's like different lives. Yeah. So true. Yeah. Like if I look back to like, you know, whenever I was a rookie, like 23 happies could be just like, just sitting there smiling at calls, people would be cursing at me or whatever. And I just be happy as could be right. Like, but no idea that cumulative stress and if you don't have positive outlets and you do what people have done for years and kind of, you know, booze on the weekends and this and that, it's not going to help you. Right. So, you know, if I could do it again in my career, I would have done this years ago, but I wouldn't have had that reper like that new purpose. Like, you know what I mean? There wouldn't have been this, it wouldn't have the same effect that now where I'm like, yeah, like I fucked up for, for, for years and taking care of myself, then this happened. And then I was really screwed up because I didn't set myself up for that success. Right. Yeah. So. There, there has definitely been a few times in my life where I like resonate so much with what you said, where you're like, wow, I did not want to be this guy. Yeah. <laughs> I did never thought that, you know, that I would be the, the actor playing this character. Like this is <laughs> never, yeah. that's not me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was funny. Actually, you're back. I was back on uh, on days off and I was visiting some of my like old old buddies, like lifelong friends back home. And we were just sitting there having a yarn and having a pint. And we were laughing. He's like, man, like because I was telling him about kind of like 
you know, if, if you're training and you got to replenish your carb stores and your glucose and how the muscles or protein synthesis. And he's like, why? Like, he's like, <laughs> he's like, what the hell are you talking about? But because that's not his jam, right? That's not his thing. But it was so funny because he's like, yeah, man, cool. Like that works. Right. Like, but it was just so funny because, you know, so much has changed. Right. But, you know, it, it's, it's nice. Right. You go back and you see the guys and everything. And, um, kind of brings you back to the kind of the roots and stuff and it was wicked but you know they were like man i never thought for the life of me you'd be trying to do fitness programming for somebody like that's crazy right so yeah and so so are is every single one of the clients you have first responder is that like your yeah i'd say there's probably a good 60 percent 60 percent of them are first responders um most of them are um like training to go into policing or currently policing um i have a few that are training for um the firefighting um like the beep tests and stuff um and then there's just civilians that are just like hey like i like how you look at a deep health like you know i have a client that i just i'm onboarding now actually that we're we're doing nutrition programming for and uh i was like okay like let's talk about your sleep and she's like well i don't sleep i'm like Okay. And I was like, you know, uh, what about stress levels? Oh, I'm stressed all the time. I'm like, okay. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay. Cause they're, they have a lot of inflammation in their body and stuff. Right. They're always sore at the gym and stuff. And I'm like, okay, so we're going to put that on the list of things to do is sleep. Um, you know, so that's kind of, I think a lot of people like that. I kind of look at the deeper factor, not just like, I don't care if you can, if you can bench press 95 pounds, but you're happy as hell. Perfect. But if you can bench press 135 and you're crusty and you're not sleeping, well, I don't care. Like, I'd rather you sleeping and getting better health and better overall uh, health than just working at a bench press. Right. So um, kind of that's I think what a lot of people like is I am constantly making sure like I do even lifestyle check ins and like every week I send them a form and then I go through it, make sure that we're not overtraining them, um, things like that. So that seems to be what a lot of people really like that aren't police and, uh, and first responders. Yeah. It's crazy how much, um, you know, we think about like, Oh, when I'm working out and I'm doing this like new thing, this new me, right. Like you think like the, the soreness and the body aches, you're like, Oh, that will come from the training. Yeah. It's crazy how much like your sleep. And especially for me, I've found nutrition, contributes to like how your body actually feels like for me that was for believe it or not a fucking revelation that i had to make like it was like (laughs) i and i didn't realize it until like i finished like uh, a few solid months of like clean eating and then i was like holidays rolled around and cheat meals and garbage food processed stuff and all the good like fixings that you get around christmas and thanksgiving and I remember I wake up and I'd have like the worst inflammation in my knees yeah. and like my ankles, my hips would feel all jacked up. And I remember saying to my girlfriend and she, I'm like, I can feel how I've been eating. Like my yeah. knees fucking hurt. And I, yeah. dude, I feel like I'm like 50. This sucks. <laughs> like my, like, why am I feeling this? And, um, and she's like, that's literally like inflammation from all the processed garbage you've been eating your- <laughs> Your body's crying right now. Yeah. Exactly. She's, like, she's like, dude, you know, you actually, and this was the part where I was like, whoa. Cause she's like, you know, you actually probably felt like this most of your life 
and now you've just like recently not felt like that yeah like and it's like dude how how it's weird how we don't know what it feels like to feel better until we do yeah 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 100 yeah because you're like it's like i like i think i liken it to i don't know if someone said this or i thought of it i don't think i thought of this but (laughs) it's kind of like when your refrigerator is humming like you never notice it and then when it's like off and you're in the room and it starts to come on you're like oh what's that fucking noise yeah it's the same same thing when you have those like aches yeah you don't have them and then you get them again you're like why do my knees hurt i just woke up yeah yeah it's and it's crazy too just like how much your diet can affect your like inflammation in the body and stuff and sometimes how much you have to focus on that right um yeah it's like it's crazy even now that i've been doing more endurance style workouts i really went down the rabbit hole of like um endurance type nutrition and kind of like how the pro the body processes nutrients and like even now like i had a client that was like man i'm getting like they're there they're doing strength stuff so they're not like high intensity but it's high intensity for those reps um and they're like i just feel super bagged after like halfway through the workout i'm like well how long are you here for usually and they're like "Eh, an hour and a half you know two hours i'm like okay um are you having any carbs and they're like no and i'm like so you're just drinking just water for two hours and you're here soaked in sweat and they're like yeah and i'm like drink carbs so (laughs) so then all of a sudden like i check in with them a week later and they're like yeah that was way better like i feel like i'm not hitting wall anymore i'm like yeah because you're you're of course right so but it's interesting just little things like that how it can just be the little like little tweak and then it helps them kind of i'm like so what are you having for these two hours oh nothing i'm like okay yeah no (laughs) just try a gatorade dude yeah (laughs) yeah that's that's hilarious man i yeah so you mentioned sleep a few times man and yeah and uh have you read uh the book uh why we sleep oh man it's right fucking here it's right up on the shelf of books oh yeah it's so matthew walker is like a genius scary scary fucking book man yeah they're yeah talking about like shift work and how like it's like in europe i guess now it's like a uh um like a carcinogen now like they said like it's like so bad as it causes cancer (laughs) yeah that's That's what carcinogen means right yeah 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 wow dude yeah yeah it's like yeah matthew walker actually like he was on was a huberman lab or something recently and just i listen to everything i can of matthew walker because he is super super smart with the uh how much of an effect it has on the body yeah, what a good voice for a guy that talks about sleep. Yeah. Such a yeah. dude, that's a relaxing voice to listen to. <laughs> Honestly, I read the <laughs> I read the book and then I heard him on a podcast and I was yeah, I had the same kind of reaction. I'm like, man, that is a that is a soothing voice. <laughs> yeah. I want that guy as a roommate sometimes, dude. That was I um dude, I am a, a big big like stickler about sleep i'm like a like a weird nerd about it i i have used like the nose strips 
Yeah. Uh, I've I've done the mouth tape, but as you probably know as well, it's a little bit difficult when you have facial hair to use like the mouth tape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh I had a busted up nose for a while as well. But uh, excuses aside, I'm a big nerd about like my sleep and like screen time before bed and the yeah. types of activities I do before bed. And like I wear like a blackout mask and earplugs and stuff. Like I'm a big nerd about that. My girlfriend hates it. I refuse to have <laughs> screens in the bedroom. Like I, I'm like big stickler about those types of things. Did like do you have any like things that you kind of have done in the last little bit to kind of capitalize on your sleep and time and quality as well? Yeah, I try to get most of my clients. I'm that's one of the first thing I'll program for them irregardless is I want you to get seven to eight hours of sleep. And if they're on shift work, then I kind of work with it. So um, if they're working four on four off, then we kind of work a different kind of schedule with them because I, I know they have to be up, but that's because their body is in such a heightened state while they're over, you know, their body's supposed to be sleeping. It's not sleeping and it's going to high risk calls or people screaming at them at 3 AM. So like, they're right. So their body's going to be stressed. So the last thing I want to do is get them to go run a 10 K at seven in the morning, the next morning. Right. So I kind of program around that um, because I, I value sleep so much with my clients. I always make sure that that I always try to get them at least that one to two hours before uh, bedtime, like no electronics. Like if you're, if you are watching TV, like you know, turn off all the lights, um, no phone, like just chill. Right. I always try to get people to, to read before bed. I don't, if they don't want to, that's cool. But that's something that I find has helped a lot of like me and a lot of other people with just kind of decompressing and winding down in the evenings. Um, not a lot of carbs before bed too. That's always, cause that's, you got a lot of glucose in it, right. Whenever your body breaks it down. Um, so that'll, uh, spike up your sugars and, your body's not going to get to go get and relax. So I think a lot of setting up your body for that, right? Like, you know, I don't got my MD or anything like that, but I think that there's a lot of research out there about why it's so important to sleep, right? <laughs> I'll give you an MD, bro. I'll get, I'll write it down for you and I'll send yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I think that there's like a huge um, value in it in in training especially making sure that we can still get that progress what would you say is like the weirdest thing you've implemented in your life in terms of like getting a better sleep like is there anything that you've done where your your girl is like yo what the fuck are you doing <laughs> fuck i'm trying to think now oh shit there's, there's probably been some big stuff and i can't even think of it right now but i think it's i think honestly it was probably the cold water stuff because, you know, I do it in the morning. So I'd have that big spike and kind of a adrenaline in my body firing up and getting ready to go for the day. And I found like it would reset my um, getting that morning sunlight in was good because it kind of uh, there's it'll with the process in your body, it'll kind of start that circadian rhythm. So it kind of um, so that your melatonin and all that stuff starts going through the body to make you get sleepy. Um, but I can't think of any real curveballs of what I've done. This makes me think you've done something crazy to <laughs> to get some crazy sleep. <laughs> no, I I can't think of anything like crazy crazy. I definitely like the the sleep mask and the earplugs were one that she had to get used to. She was yeah. just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and uh, 
but that only came to be because I was like no screens before bed kind of thing. I was like all about like, I need to avoid the blue light. I need to avoid this. I need the adrenaline spike, the dopamine hits of social media. Like there's too many things on the phone that (laughs) I'm either going to be mad or laughing or like just mindless. And so like no screens, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think as well, like even, we like when we moved into this place we like designed the bedroom i was like a a, a, again like i was probably frustrating because i was like we there's no tv going in our bedroom there's no like my iphone chargers in my office here like i don't charge my phone or put it near me when i sleep and literally i was like this room is for two things like that's it like i'm i don't hang out in my bedroom i'm not hanging out there i'm not like doing anything it's like i wake up i leave and that's it like there's only one other activity for bed man that's it which is actually that's so true there's (laughs) two activities and that's it for the bedroom (laughs) that's all we do there maybe maybe put on clothes that's the only other activity (laughs) But, but that was actually one of the things they said in the course was if you're having trouble sleeping uh get up and kind of reset like get up and go out into the you know living room maybe read for a minute or two you know try to get back into bed but lying there and staring at the ceiling isn't going to get you to sleep it's just going to make you pissed that you're not sleeping <laughs> so so yeah that's one of the things too like it, that they i remember them saying was you know if you're having trouble sleeping lying there and staring at the ceiling is not going to help so maybe trying to do something that's going to tire you like for me it's reading um just like i love it but man that'll put me right out so yeah do you read in bed oh yeah yeah i got used to it so before i I had to order a damn kindle because i couldn't have the nightlight on because it would wake wake the missus up so so now she reads all the time whenever she goes to bed. So if I'm not reading, I still got to deal with the light. Cause <laughs> got to get that eye mask, bro. I'll send you a link. Yeah. Send me the link. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I can, I can deal with it. I kind of make like a pillow fort so that it kind of blocks the light a little bit. Oh, but... dude, you need the cooling. You get, you get some cooling mask or something like that, bro. <laughs> you won't want that pillow fort again. You'll be like, yeah. I can't breathe in the pillow fort. Yeah. <laughs> I Dutch oven myself three times by accident. Yeah. <laughs> Once you get the eye mask, bro, it's a game changer. And dude, you'd be surprised how many places you can nap when you got an eye mask. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty good at it. I can, I can crush a nap regardless normally, but uh, okay, you're a savage then. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's, it's good. That's what I find has been kind of the, the biggest thing with clients is just making sure that they get that sleep. And have you have you had any of those freaks that can sleep like four hours a night and just live normally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I coach with them. I'm like, man, like at the gym, I hear like a business guy, super successful, and like I'm like, do do you sleep ever? Like, yeah. I'm like, I how the hell? Like, and yeah. what's his cocaine habit like? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very. Uh, yeah, this I, this person I wouldn't want to see on that substance for sure. They're a riot on a good day, anyways. So, fueled that's, by caffeine. Yeah, that's crazy, man. I uh, what's your is your magic number eight? Is that what you're good for? Yeah, yeah. I try to get eight. Like today, I got geez, almost ten hours, like nine and a half, ten hours. But I've been programming a ton, working overtime. So like today, I was like, no alarm, phones out, like 
I ain't budging. So, you know, leave the pugs in the crate, you know, like I'm sleeping. So whenever she got up, she, you know, let out the pugs and all the little, the little demons. So, um, so yeah, cause otherwise they'll just come up and they, they like Henry's a tank. So he just pulls down the door. Like you can have that thing latched and he just put boot kicks it like a SWAT team and jumps in on the bed with me. So, yeah, that's awesome, man. They're good at sleeping. They should be writing a book on sleeping dude i it's it's crazy how it's such a like a fundamental part of life and yeah. how little we value it it's it's insane and and how much we abuse it too like how much it's kind of like there's so many people that kind of do the whole thing of like oh i'm trying to escape my thoughts at night i don't want to be alone with my thoughts or i just can't sleep so they're like scrolling through facebook or instagram and then it's like Oh, I stayed up till two o'clock in the morning. And then you're like, yeah. and then they're like, oh, I need to make up for it. So then they yeah. sleep in for like an extra long time. And you're like, it's crazy yeah. how much we abuse it. It's like yeah. a, a weird, like drug of like a mother nature's drug with that. We're like, yeah. some people just abuse it, man. And other people are just like, no, I don't need it. Yeah. 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 And some people, so that's the thing too, like, um, uh, on the course, um they were talking about how you know some people are night owls some people are you know are uh, night owls morning larks right and it's not that the morning the morning larks are more productive and the night owls are less productive or lazy or anything it's just that's the way that their body works right so like for me i wake up early and i'm like five o'clock i'm bing and i'm ready to go right um and I can't train in the evening because I'm a bag of milk after two o'clock. And I'm just like, cause I'm ready for a bed. You know what I mean? So then I'm just fueled on caffeine to get me going until the end of the evening. So, but understanding that. So then that comes into factor too with clients. Like if they can't train in the morning and, uh, and they're used to train in the evening, well, I'm not going to get them to try to train in the morning. Cause that's what I do. Like I want to optimize their training. Right. So I think that, being smart with that and being like yeah like i like sleeping in i get to work from home or whatever and then kind of working with that is it just everybody's so different and that's what i've found a lot with even clients is like some clients are like man there's no way i could train in the morning and then there's some clients that are like i could not train in the evening and i'm like cool <laughs> uh, yeah it's definitely uh there's there's so many weird adjustments that you have to make when you find something you're like okay I want to do this and then you find yeah. something else and you're like I want to do that as well and trying to yeah. balance them because <laughs> that's like I I get that all the time with like my jujitsu classes are at like seven o'clock so you finish up at like whatever you're home at like nine thirty ish like shower up and then you're like adrenaline still going yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm going to be up at four o'clock regardless. So this sucks. Yeah. Like, there's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so funny. I like, you still have to try and maximize on like, all right, I got time, like my taking my melatonin at the right time, right <laughs> after training or like, how are you like the, you said jujitsu that you're doing? Yeah. Yeah, man. I've been, uh, I've been training uh, for about two, may, almost two and a half, three years, maybe sick you're liking yeah. it dude it's a drug man it's yeah. nuts Good have you, you have you have you done any like martial arts or anything like that no Did i like, asked you that last time yeah no uh you might have i'm trying to think but no um no i don't really have any of that training in the background which is that's why i kind of got interest there's a, a local guy that's got a judo 
um, facility here and wicked guy. And he's always at me to go down. I'm like, but you know, I'll, I'll try to fit it in some point, I'm sure. But I do have a huge appreciation for, especially jujitsu. Cause a lot of people, especially in the bigger city departments, they train in it. Um, just cause it's so good with body control and, and all that. So yeah, that's why I was like, Oh, you do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like the, the first place I ever actually, no, it wasn't, but the, the first place I ever signed up at not took a class, but the first place I signed up at for classes, the, one of the first things like we were taught is like, he's like, this is what's going to happen. If someone tries to pick a fight, like you're going to learn yeah. your first takedown and then how to just like hold someone down and restrain them. And yeah. then he's like, he's like, before you continue from this point, just verbally ask them, like, do you want to continue this? Like, do you wish to, to continue <laughs> this? Like, like, it's cool to, if you go to the right place to learn, they'll teach you like, not as much. Cause it's kind of, there's kind of like, there's like the sport of jujitsu and then there's like self-defense mm -hmm. and they're kind of two separate things. You hear like guys say like, Oh, this guy like just sits down on the ground and pulls someone on top of him. Like you wouldn't normally do that in a street fight. You don't want to be between someone else and concrete. <laughs> like it's not yeah. a good place to be. Yeah. But um, there's like definitely like we, the school I go to, they have like a fundamentals course and it's called like fundamentals and self-defense. And it's yeah. just like different circumstances of like, if someone's trying to attack you head on, if someone's trying to do this, that just like a basic takedown from that position or like how to create distance and verbally de like deescalate. It's a, yeah. I'm a huge proponent of it, man. I think yeah. like everyone should try and learn some sort of self-defense. Like I'm obviously partial to jujitsu because that's what I stumbled on. Yeah. But I, uh, it's even being like a bigger guy. Like I, I, I I'm like 200 pounds, five eleven ish. Like, you know, like that's kind of like a, you know, I grew up, thinking like oh i could handle most people yeah but like learning that there's smaller people that can kick the shit out of me yeah <laughs> and then like how beneficial it would be just to learn like the basics i was like okay this is actually like uh something i can get better at like it's like a source of confidence of like yeah. this is cool like it's like yeah. a, i'm on a journey i'm a student again yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's wicked man good for you highly encourage it um Dude, I I feel like I could talk to you forever and just keep asking you questions. Is there anything that you you thought of or anything that you wanted to talk about in particular today at all that we haven't no, I think, touched on? Yeah, I think you've done really good. Like, I think, you know, I was like, fuck yeah, let's do it again. Like, I, I love jumping on the podcast with you because it's always a good kind of natural yarn just shooting the shit. Um, yeah, no, I think you're, you're good. Like, yeah, I think it's like, that's the thing is like, I, I, I kind of love that about whenever me and you get on podcasts together, because we're just kind of like, hey, what's up? And then we shoot the shit for an hour and we jump from subjects and we, but it's just so natural, which I like that, man. Yeah, no, I'm good. Um, yeah, I'll definitely, anytime at all, buddy, I'll hop on a podcast with you. Hell yeah, man. We can do it anytime. I, I, it's, it's funny because I love doing like exactly what you just said is like the, the amount of people I get to talk to and just pick their brains and, I've got a weird brain that goes in different directions. So I just follow it. And it's funny. Cause sometimes I feel like the expectations that, that like I put like expectations, like projected from someone else. Does that make yeah. sense? So I'm like, I felt like I left, let them down because I was like, yeah, no, you know, you did, and so it's, it's kind of a funny, 
Yeah, dude, it's a good environment. So if you like sharing it with me, dude, you're on anytime, oh, yeah. man. Like, uh, sweet, I love it. Hell yeah, man. So, um, yeah, out of respect for your time, man. Thank you very much for everything you do, uh, and, and um, continuing to let people have a good example of what a cop is, and and, and look up to, and and uh, I think that. You're an important person, man. I like yeah. having you around and I'm thank glad you. we got to connect. So thank you for being you, man. Um, any, any closing thoughts or anything you want to share with anybody? No, man. I think like, uh, like that's it. If anybody ever wants to reach out to me, they can just resilience through fitness.com or on social media, same thing. Um, and, uh, yeah, like I, I love this. So if anybody wants any training or anything, they know where to reach me and, uh, or if they just want to have a yarn, <laughs> All right, yeah, man. Cheers, All right. buddy. Thank we'll you be on much. again. You just let me know. Dude, anytime. <laughs> we can do it weekly if you want, man. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Thank you very much, brother. Have a good night. Cheers, buddy. Take care. Peace.